0: Welcome to From Water into Wine with Mignon Morel, the place where we discuss the practical and supernatural ways of the kingdom of God that are relevant to your life. And now, today's podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Mignon Morel. Before we get started today, I wanted to remind everybody that we have a new website, uh, from waterintowine.org. And on that website, you can find more videos, podcasts, some teachings, and even some resources that we're adding this week. So I encourage you when you get a chance to go and check that out. Also, if this podcast has helped you and has encouraged you, um, I would ask that you maybe consider giving a little because we're trying to keep all the resources, the podcast for free for people. And I'm trying to reach them through advertising and advertising costs money. So if you feel led and want to give, there's also a place to do that online as well. So getting back to today's topic, we're talking about decoding your dreams. And this is part two. Okay, so we're picking up in part two, where we left off in the last talk, we discussed sources of dreams and types of dreams we can have. In this talk, I want to give some basic keys on how to interpret dreams, as well as some basic dream symbols. Now, if you haven't listened to the first talk yet, I encourage you to go back and listen to it so you have a fuller understanding and a fuller picture. Now, one thing I need to say here, please don't send me your dreams. (laughs) Uh, From the last talk, I had a lot of people starting to send me their things for interpretation. My job is to teach you how to interpret your dreams for yourself. I really honestly do not have the time to decode your dreams. Um, I have, however, put some resources and sites up on the website that will help with dream interpretation. So if you want to go to that site, you can. uh, It's in the resource section, which is uh, underneath the podcast page, I believe. And you can check those resources out when you have the time. Now, as I said earlier, God-given dreams are basically an invitation to get to know God better, to learn more about how he communicates with us and discover his plans and purposes for our lives. Now, there are many different types of dreams you can have, and I covered a few of those on the first talk. I also want to say that there are some people who actually have the gift of dream interpretation. It falls under the category of the prophetic and it's actually a gift one can actually have. But even if you don't have that gift, you can still learn how to decipher the dreams you're having. So first, before we talk about symbols, I want to talk about some basic keys or guidelines to use when you sit down to interpret a dream that you've had. I'm hoping these are going to be helpful for you to help you decipher what God is trying to say. Now, first things first, always write the dream down as soon as you wake up before you lose any of the details. Either keep a dream journal by the bed or use the notes feature or even the memo feature in your smartphone to help you record the specifics of the dream. Second, as I mentioned before, what is the source of the dreams? Dreams can come from God, the demonic realm, as in certain types of nightmares, or the soul. And not every dream we have may be prophetic in nature. Some dreams, as I said before, are simply our our mind working out the issues of our soul because our subconscious mind never turns off. Some dreams can be a mixture of the two, soul and God, the enemy and soul. That's why you have to ask the Holy Spirit, what is the source of the dream? This should also be followed by examining overall the immediate fruit of the dream. How did the dream make you feel? Were you confused? Were you encouraged? Were you depressed? Now, it's important to discern the source before you sit down and try to interpret everything because the enemy can keep you on a loop and send dreams that you may think at first glance are from God. Now, I see this happening a lot right now with all the chaos the enemy has released. And I'll tell you from personal experience that I went through a short season years ago where I was having nightly dreams that I thought at first were from God in regards to my soul and things I needed to work on and deal with. You know, I would wake up and try to interpret and deal with the things I was shown in prayer, thinking I was doing what God wanted. And every day there was a different dream of something to deal with. And one day the Lord stopped me and showed me that the enemy had me on a loop with my dreams that I thought were from God, but weren't. You know, the way the enemy works is by giving us something that is very close to the truth. It's important to remember that when dreams are from God and there's an action or something required of you, and you follow through on that action, the outcome from God will appear or happen, and the need to work on whatever that was will cease. God doesn't keep us in never-ending loops and on treadmills looking for a solution. He already has the solution. So before you try to interpret the dream, sit down and ask the Holy Spirit what is the source of this dream? Again, many times our souls are just working things out or the enemy is trying to get our attention and we don't really need to deal with the dream at all. Other times they are things that are from God and need our attention. That is why you have to learn to tell the difference and the Holy Spirit is the one who can help you with this. Don't let the enemy pull you down into a rabbit hole. This is especially important for intercessors and prophets because we get a lot of dreams. So knowing the source is something you need to become very good at with the help of the Holy Spirit so the enemy doesn't drain you or waste your time. Another important question you can ask a key we need is, what does this dream mean to me? God will often use our dreams to speak directly to us about our lives, our situations, issues that matter to us in our lives, maybe answers to prayers we've been praying. He'll do this before he starts giving us major prophetic dreams that affect the body of Christ in general. This is so we learn how to understand how he communicates and we grow our relationship with him. Context. Context is very important when deciphering dreams. Again, what is God dealing with in your life? Is there something you've been praying about or looking for an answer to? Looking at the dream in context as a whole will often help you understand the different parts of it. When it's a God-given dream, God doesn't waste any parts of it emotions, how you feel upon waking often do matter and have meaning that is important for you to note. This is especially true if you felt different in the dream than you typically would in real life in a situation. So pay close attention when you're interpreting, how did I feel? What was my emotions at these different parts? People matter in dreams. People, names, and the meaning of the names of people and how you react to them is also important when interpreting your dreams. Is the person a family member, a coworker, a friend? How does this person make you feel in real life? Do you like or dislike them? You know, sometimes the people in our dreams are just symbolic in nature. So thinking through your real life connection to them is also important details about dreams. Now details work in two ways. On one hand, they can be very important. Like for instance, actions and dreams. Were you running? Were you resting? Were you flying? Were you driving? Were you traveling to a different place? Numbers and colors can also have meanings as far as details. And we're going to go over some of that later in this talk. But sometimes in dreams, we can get too bogged down in the details where every little thing we're looking at and we miss the overall point of what God was trying to say. For example, you may dream that you are in a bedroom in a house sleeping on a bed. The bedroom, which can represent rest and intimacy, may be important, but the colors of the bedding or furniture may not be. One way to know if the details are important is that they will keep coming to mind when you are processing the dream. This can often be a signal that there may be more there than you first thought. You know, always pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give you understanding and the interpretation of the dream before you access any dream symbol dictionaries. In this way you're training yourself on how to better to hear and understand what God is speaking specifically to you. Then when you go to the dream symbol dictionaries, they can act more like a confirmation to what you've received rather than your main resource. Always remember that dreams are symbolic in nature, which means that their symbols stand typically for something else. In the Christian's case, Those symbols should always be interpreted through a biblical lens, not a worldly or new age perspective. That is why if you use dream symbol books to help you figure out the meanings, you need to use Bible-based ones. And just know the typical rule in Bible-based dream symbology is that the first use of something typically represents its main meaning. So those are just a few basic keys that can help you when you sit down to start really looking, interpreting your dream. At this point, we need to talk briefly about posting your dreams online, social media. Not every dream should be posted. We are in a season right now where people are causing a lot of panic by posting dreams of devastation to come. Let me be clear once again, God does not give us warning dreams without solutions. If we are shown difficult things in our dreams, we need to learn to be wise and mature about how we handle it. Sometimes we are being shown what the enemy wants to do, not what is the express will of God. And the dream is really a call for us to pray. Just telling people, oh, I had this dream and we are being warned is not enough. What is the solution, kingdom person? What is God going to do about it? If you do not have the answer, you should not be sharing the dream. I've had many dreams on coming events, many dreams over the years, but God didn't want me to share all of them. He was telling me so I could pray and gather some intercessors to pray. We have a lot of people spouting off dreams without any wisdom because they don't know the character or heart of God or his nature. God is good and he wants people to come to him and be reconciled. He always, always has the solution. He doesn't do things just to scare us and leave us in a state of depression or fear. That's not his nature or his heart. Again, we have to look at the fruit. So, if you're having these types of dreams, before you decide to post them on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, go to God and ask him, why did he show this to you? What is his solution for this? So that you can pray in agreement with him to see his solution come to pass. You know, in a lot of ways, it's time for the body to really grow up. Remember, I said earlier in the last talk, God gives us dreams, but he would rather tell us directly when we are awake. Most of us are too busy to hear him, and that's one of the reasons why he speaks more into us in dreams. When God has a message for us to give, especially to hundreds of people, he will make it very clear. He values his word that he gives us over all the dreams we may be having. Jeremiah twenty three twenty five. I have heard what the prophets say who prophesy lies in my name. They say, I had a dream. I had a dream. How long will this continue in the hearts of these lying prophets who prophesy the delusions of their own minds? They think the dreams they tell one another will make my people forget my name, just as their ancestors forgot my name through bow worship. Let the prophet who has a dream recount the dream, but let the one who has my word speak it faithfully. For what has straw to do with grain, declares the Lord? Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces? Therefore, declares the Lord, I am against the prophets who steal from one another words, supposedly from me. I am against them. Indeed, I'm against those who prophesy false dreams, declares the Lord. And then they tell and lead my people astray with their reckless lies. Yet I did not send or appoint them to do so. They do not benefit these people in the least, declares the Lord. So we can see from that that God takes this very seriously. So before you decide to share those things, go back and ask the Lord what the solution is, why you were given this, and let him tell you. Okay? moving on. So let's talk about common dream symbols. I know many of you are like we're finally getting to what I want to know. First know that it's kind of impossible for me to go over all the dream symbols but I'm going to go over a few of the more common ones. Again I have put more resources and links to good bible-based dream symbol dictionaries on the website so you can check that out when you have the time. Now, remember that the Lord is speaking directly to you in your dreams. Therefore, when we talk about symbols, He will often use things that have specific meaning as well to you personally. This means that even though the dream symbol dictionary may say that something has a specific meaning, that meaning may be different to you based on whether it is familiar to you or not and how that symbol appeared in your dream. For example, Automobiles can often represent a person's ministry and what type of automobile can represent what type of ministry you have. However, if you happen to work with or are in the automobile industry, the Lord could use that symbol to mean your specific job or workplace when speaking to you in dreams and using that image. So the rule of thumb is to always go and get your interpretation first from the Holy Spirit so you're not confused. That way the dream symbols can be used more for confirmation rather than your only source. And again, if it's a God-given dream, God is going to make it clear to where you can figure out what is happening because he wants you to have the information. And as stated earlier, only use biblical dream symbols, not new age symbols. Now, as we go through the symbols I'm going to talk about here, I'm not going to read every Bible verse associated with them because it will take way too much time. But just know they are Bible-based meanings. And again, go back to my website and you can look all of that up. Knowing a basic understanding of what symbols could mean is still not enough. You will need to go back again and put it all in context to get the full meaning of the dream. So let's start with some basic symbols. Let's look at color. As I said earlier, not every detail may be important, but sometimes they are. Most often, if you're not sure, the color of something can clue you in in the direction or meaning within certain parts of the dream. Now it's also important as we go through here to to note that symbols, dream symbols can often have both good and negative meanings or or connotations. So you're going to hear both here. So let's look at the color red. Red can symbolize passion, the blood of Christ and salvation, but it can also represent war, anger, flesh, and sin. White is typically thought of to represent purity, righteousness, holy, clean, innocent, or truth. It could also represent a false Holy Spirit. Purple represents royalty, kingship, nobleness, majesticness. Blue typically can mean spiritual or divine revelation or the Holy Spirit, but blue can also mean depression or emotion such as they were in a blue state. Green can have multiple meanings like peace, mortal life, prosperity, growth, or envy, jealousy. Evergreen can mean eternal life. Black. Black typically has a negative connotation of black, sin, death, famine, mourning, or evil. Now, I want to make a common sense statement here. This is true unless you are an African American then you will have a lot of black in your dreams and it won't be negative. So in this case, people, please use common sense. Also, if you're dreaming of people that you know are African-American, that are your friends and such, again, this is not a negative. I once had a dream about an African-American church that I had minister at being very fruitful. And uh, it was a beautiful dream filled with black people. So please just use common sense. Okay, here, there's a reason God gave it to you. Orange, orange. Orange can often mean hazard or harm, especially if it's combined with black. If it's combined with black, it can often signify some type of occultic activity going on. But orange can also represent power and force. And in some cases, you'll see orange is really amber, which typically represents the glory of God. Again, you have to use common sense. And as you can see, without context, colors on their own don't really mean much. Other common dream symbols are numbers. Numbers often have significant meanings in dreams. One typically represents the beginning, the source, the first, or God. Two, witness or testimony, division or separation. Three, likeness, the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Trinity, or spirit, soul, and body, because everything's in threes. The number four represents typically rule and reign, dominion, especially in regards to the earth or creation. Five is re- typically known to be the number of grace or favor or serving the five-fold ministry. Six, as most of us know, the number of man, the flesh carnal antichrist. Seven is typically thought to be divine perfection or something is completed or you're at rest or it's finished. Eight can be new beginnings, deliverance, sanctification to put off a sinful nature. Nine can represent the fruits of the spirit, gifts of the spirit or harvest or fullness of development. You know, the number 10, complete, full journey. Uh, Dreaming of the number 10 can also represent God's law or commandments, or it means order, measure, or test. You know, as you can see, but all these numbers, again, have to be put in context. Some other big numbers, 40 can mean test or trials. 50 is jubilee, meaning set free and delivered. A hundred can represent fullness and a thousand can represent maturity. Again, these numbers just go on and on. So numbers can have significance in your dream. Again, put it in context. What are you dealing with? Animals can have some significance in your dream. Alligators. I have a lot of people who used to send me dreams about alligators. Alligators can represent evil out of the past. They can represent danger. They can represent slander or gossip or something ancient. Bears. Bears can represent judgment. They can represent Destruction. They can represent strength or opposition. Of course, you know, they can also represent economic loss like in a bear market. Dogs. Dogs can represent typically unbelievers or religious hypocrites, but they can on the flip side also represent loyalty or friendship or faithfulness. Eagles typically are considered to be uh, symbols of the prophetic or prophetic calling. Snakes are typically considered to be symbols of deception or Satan or lies. Butterflies, insects can also have meanings. Butterflies can represent things like freedom and transformation. Spiders can represent things like occult attacks or witchcraft. I once had a dream, I used to have a a series of dreams in a season of my life where I would dream a lot about a certain person, would always see spiders and webs. And finally, God had to show me and teach me what that meant that this person was actually sowing uh, lies and in a form of control. And as we all know, control is witchcraft. So, going back after that relationship ended, I could go back and see that the dreams were warnings to me that this was happening, even though I couldn't see it. So, you know, animals can have a significance. Places can have meanings in your dream. Things like the back porch can represent history because it's behind or the past, whereas the front porch can represent vision or future. A house, a lot of us will have dreams of houses and rooms and houses. Houses can represent the person. They can represent a family, a ministry, or a church. You know, specific rooms in the house have meaning. The bedroom represents intimacy, rest, privacy, or peace. You know, the kitchen typically can represent the heart, as in the kitchen is the heart of the home. You know, it means spiritual preparation. Mountains often can represent things. In scripture, mountains typically tend to line up with either the law of the covenant or the kingdom. And in dreams, they can often mean a place of encountering God. I shared on the last talk about the dream I had of meeting God at the mountain. They can also represent challenges or a kingdom. Staircases and elevators can represent uh, where we are you know, in life with God and dealing with things, whether they go up as in promotion or down as in demotion, up as in moving forward or down as in backsliding. Actions and dreams can also have a symbolic meaning. Things like flying often represent uh, that you're starting to go higher in your understanding and revelation of God. So actions have meaning. All of these different things have meaning. Again, we always have to look at symbols from a biblical perspective and in the context of the dream. So again, also you can go to my website and I have links that can help you there. Now I'm going to share a quick dream interpretation of a dream I had. Uh, so you can kind of see how this works a bit. This is a dream that um, I had several years ago that is a calling dream and a direction dream. And it was a confirmation dream for me. In this dream, I dreamed I went into an office that had the word tour office on it as the title on the door. Tour office, as in we're taking a tour of the the Alamo, as we say down here in Texas. I apologize for my accent. So I go into this tour office, and in the office, I was instructed to go into the boss's office so that I could receive instructions in my next assignment. I went in and I sat by my boss's desk and then suddenly a scene began to unfold in front of me as I sat there. I saw what looked like a wilderness area and in this area, I saw a big gathering of what looked like school children. They were all divided into large groups and I saw people who were carrying bullhorns trying to lead these groups of people, speaking to them, trying to lead them and put them in order. Now, some of the leaders were struggling getting their kids to listen because the kids were tired or bored or just plain didn't want to hear it. But I knew it was important that they were separated and follow the leaders because the leaders were going to train them in the things they needed to learn. Suddenly, the boss turned to me as I was sitting there and said, go. And I was suddenly now myself in the vision, standing in front of a large group of kids with the bullhorn. Other leaders stood to the side and watched. I was in charge of what I believe at the time was the fourth grade. I started to speak to the group, trying to get them to line up and follow what I was saying. I encouraged them a lot, and I even tried to joke with them a bit to get them engaged in the training that I wanted to share with them. However, many were not interested, and I think one little snotty kid made some mocking comments. At this point, I was taken up to go back into the office with my boss, and my boss then appointed to a different scene that unfolded before me. I saw a big bus, a school bus, pull up a ways from the large groups. I watched as a large group of young people exited this bus and began to line up in a formation. They all wore what appeared to be a silver spacesuit of some kind. It was like a jumpsuit, almost a spacesuit all in one piece. They were all very disciplined and they all appeared to be very sharp. And I had a feeling in the dream these were some kind of special forces. My boss then told me, go and lead this group. So I went back into the vision and I began walking towards the group. And I was walking and suddenly there was a giant wall in my way. This wall was straight up. And it was almost like a fence because it had been covered with tiny green leaves and greenery. And I began to climb very fast up this wall all the way to the top. And I noticed as I was climbing, it felt more like a fence that gives. When I got to the top, I climbed over it, jumping down and immediately landed on a stage. There was a worship band playing on this stage. And when I landed, they all stopped playing. They all looked at me and pointed to the mic. I then walked over and took the mic as if I knew I was going to speak, and I walked forward to face a crowd of young people in spacesuits, and then I woke up. So, let's talk about the interpretation of this dream. So, the first thing I did was discern what was the source of the dream. What is the source? Well... I knew it was God because I had been asking him in this season of I was in in my life at that time, if I was on the right track with what I was doing and where I was going. Second, the fruit of the dream was positive. The tour office was showing me where I had been in my life, especially in regards to ministry and what my next assignment was going to be. And the boss was the Lord. In the past ministry that I had many years ago, I had been trying to teach the church uh, how to rule and reign in the kingdom. That's the number four, fourth grade. But they were in large part not interested or, uh, or accepting, and the job was actually harder than I thought. That's where I see the little kid making comments. However, regardless, I somehow passed the test of that job. Then I went back up, of course, in the dream to the boss again, and I had a short season of rest. The next group of people that I saw were in spacesuits represents special forces that have been refined. Silver is the color that often means refinement, refining from sin and dross. Okay. The spacesuits represent special forces of believers who move and are open to the spirit and take their call and the love of God very seriously many are young but that's not always an age Uh, but they are ready to be used by god and god was sending me back in to teach these forces who would be more accepting and ready to listen but first i would have to overcome some obstacles and barriers that's the wall both personal and in ministry and once i did i would find myself back in public ministry with an audience that was ready for the teaching that i had to give them Now, at the time of this dream, I was not in ministry. I was in a season of overcoming personal obstacles, getting healing and resting and such. Now that I have come back to public teaching, this dream is being fulfilled and is coming to pass. So this is an example of a calling and direction dream that I was given as an answer to prayer. That gives you an example of an interpretation. Now, I know you could also look at this dream and say, well, this could also speak to the body of Christ. And it can at that season. I'm not saying it doesn't. What I'm saying is God was speaking directly to me. So that is the interpretation that I took. Last time I closed with a prayer for people to remember their dreams. This time I want to close uh, with a prayer for the Lord to really begin to pour out more dreams for people who need them, especially answer dreams for things you're dealing with in your life. You know, dreams, again, are a wonderful way for us to learn how God communicates. They're uh, vital uh, to our mental health, and they can really give us answers in life to where we need to be headed when we feel like we're stuck. So at this point, I want to just take a few minutes to pray with you. Father God, I thank you for your great love for us. I thank you that you pour out dreams and visions to us because you desire to communicate with us. You desire to let us know how much you love us and the plans and purposes you have for our life. Father God, today I pray for all the listeners. I ask you to open up their dream life. I ask, Father, for you to flood them with your visions of the future, with your answers to prayer for their lives, with your directions for their lives. Holy Spirit, I ask you to hover over these people in the night seasons, breathe life into them and speak to them. Give them the grace and the help that they need to hear from God, remove every obstacle, every barrier, every fear from their souls. Father, I ask in Jesus' name that you would pour out your spirit, that they would be able to have many dreams and they would become experts at interpreting their dreams in accordance with your holy will. I ask all of this in Jesus' holy and mighty name. For more information, podcasts, videos, prophecies, and teachings, simply go to fromwaterintowine.org and follow us on Facebook at The Water Into Wine. This podcast is produced by Media 12 Productions, media12.org.